Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, Jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up? Welcome to the Canes Train Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Pigskin fans, the moment you've been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. Who could not use $55 million, right? I know you could. Uh, prizes, easy to get. Here's you get them. All you have to do to get your share of these free, sorry, not free, <laughs> these huge prizes is enter DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. If you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of a million dollars. So download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last and boom, make it rain. Uh, easy to do, right? All you have to do is go sign up, uh, make some predictions like who will score last. I mean, just, you know, you probably feel like you have a good amount of football knowledge, right? Go put it to the test. Win some money off of it. Uh, DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012. So they know a thing or two about big paydays. So download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code THPN. That's THPN as in the Hockey Podcast Network to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. You get money just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Thank you, DraftKings. Go enter that for sure. Use our promo code THPN when you do. How's it going, everybody? Uh, hockey is back today as this comes out in the Hurricanes world. We've been postponed for what feels like 17 years and uh, we're finally back at it. Uh, but the Hurricanes are not a full team right now with all these players on the protocol list. Jordan Stahl comes off. And we have on there right now Warren Fogle, Jordan Martinuk, Jacob Slavin, Tavo Teravainen, and Jesper Fast. 
unfortunate. Uh, but the show must go on. You got to play these games, and uh, the Hurricanes are going to have to be next man, next, 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 next man up uh, for this game. So let's take a look real quick at these lines. And look, unless you're listening to this the morning it comes out uh, on Thursday as this game happens uh, against Tampa, it's it's not going to matter. Like, you're already going to have seen what happened, all right? So I guess what I'll do is make some predictions, and you can just see. It's awkward when these timing when this timing lines up like this when uh <laughs> when the Hurricanes play a game the day it comes out and nothing else has happened. So I'm like, well, here's what I think will happen. And then by the time you listen to it, like games already happened, you're gonna be like, this guy was wrong about everything. What an idiot! Uh, the lines look like in practice at least, Aho with McGinnis fetch. That's fine, honestly. Uh, I do like, if you're, if you're not going to have Tavo on that line, I like an energy guy being on that line, uh, a grinding guy who can free up space. Uh, preferably one that can score. Look, I think that the reason why uh, Michael Ferlin had so much success with the Hurricanes when he was on the roster is because playing with um, Ajo and Tara Vinen, he was able to bang bodies and you know br- give space to those guys. If you give space to Tavo, Tara Vinen, and... Uh, Smash and Aho, and in this case, it won't be terrifying. It'll be Svechnikov, and you can, you know, insert that here because he's amazing as well. Um, they're going to create plays. They're going to get offense. They're going to score goals. And if you just so happen to be a person who is able to score when you get an opportunity to, or set up a play when you get an opportunity to, like Ferlin was with his hands, you know, you're going to rack up points as well because of that. So, um, again, not the most offensively gifted player at the NHL level, but. Hey, Brock McGinn has moments where he makes stuff happen. So he also will hit the post 900 times, but uh, he surprises me with his skill. Like he he's more skilled than most people give him credit for. Uh, he's a really good skater, so he can keep up with these guys. I don't mind it at all. Obviously, I wouldn't have that be my first line under ideal circumstances, but I don't mind that line at all. I think they'll be just fine, and it maybe brings you know an added le- added level of defensive responsibility with McGinn coming in. Tavo Teravainen, of course, is a fantastic two-way player as well. So, uh, you know, there it is right there. First line, it's what it is. Second line would be Vincent Trocek, Nino Niederreiter, Martin Natchez. Seems like a fine line to me. Seems like Trocek has been elevating his game lately. Nino, you hope that he can continue to produce. He's got a couple goals now, one of them being an empty netter, but oh well. No one will remember that at the end of the year when we're just adding up his goal totals. Uh, hopefully he can ride that confidence, you know, into into this line. Produce with these guys. Uh, Natchez, I think, is one of the guys that needs to get it going. Uh, honestly, if you were going to ask me who I think needs to get it going the most and who has been the most underwhelming on the Ford group, it would be Natchez, uh, just because we've seen what he can bring. Uh, and he just seems to be trying too much, is what it is. Uh, you know, ask Sebastian Ajo about that. That's the thing, is he should have plenty of, plenty of uh, examples of why that's not the successful way to go, bud. Look at, ask these guys, you know, when Sebastian Ajo was struggling, it was because he was trying to score. It was because he was trying to do too much, specifically offensively. He needed to just worry about playing a game, contributing, playing the right way, and the offense will come. Same thing for Natchez. He's too skilled for the offense not to come, but you need to be, you know, you, you need to not be making bonehead moves, and you don't need to be forcing it. When you try to force it, you will make mistakes, guaranteed. Uh, the next line would be Jordan Stahl. Happy to have him back with Steven Lorenz, uh, who would be a call-up, and Ryan Dezingle. So uh, we've talked about Steven Lorenz before. 
He's one of my most excited guys to look out for. I'm really interested to see what he can bring to the lineup. He seems to me to be a guy that I would compare to like Jordan Martinuk. Um, you just uh, like you want to you root for him, you know. I think that he's going to be a really hard worker. I honestly, my here's a prediction, and you can if you're listening to this after the game has already happened, or if you're listening to this right before the game happens, and you want to keep an eye on this. Here's my prediction for that game against Tampa. Uh, Steven Lorenz, you're going to notice him on the ice. You're going to notice him in the same way that in the preseason uh, year before last, or I guess I guess it was preseason last year. It just feels like it was seven years ago. Uh, when you notice Julian Gauthier for his work ethic and all that, I think you're going to notice Steven Lorenz uh, in the same kind of way in that like you're going to be like, wow, this guy is, you know, like works his butt off. He wants to be here. Uh, I think you're going to I think you're going to notice those things from him. He'll also most likely be on the penalty kill. So hopefully he's able to have success there. And, you know, uh, you're just looking for guys to fill in. But for those guys, it's an opportunity. You got to take it and run with it. And the fourth line would be Morgan Geeky with Max McCormick and Joakim Ryan. So, uh, you know, not ideal. <laughs> that You know, that fourth line, I doubt, sees much ice time, but we'll see. Uh, I like that Lorenz has been given a shot. Let's shoot to the D pairs here. Uh, Shea Hamilton. I'll get back to that one. Gardner Pesci. Okay, reasonable, I guess. Uh, and Jake Bean and Hayden Fleury. So Jake Bean should draw into the lineup for his first appearance of the year, uh, I don't think it'll be his last by any means. Well, obviously, until these guys come off the protocol list, it's going to have to not be his last. But I think that he'll be around for sure. Um, let's start with Shea and Hamilton. Seeing those two names together, just I see flashes before my eyes of just bad decisions. <laughs> because, look, Dougie Hamilton, God love him, right? Uh, we've seen how amazing he can be. But tell me when you think of Dougie Hamilton, along with all of the goals and the, you know, the skating ability and the shot and the the points and all that, and even the elevated defensive play when you think back to last year, do you not also think of, oh, why did he pinch right there? Two on one, two on one, two on one, two on one. Oh, breakaway. Why is Dougie pinching? Why is Dougie pinching? Like, it's just something he does. And he makes up for it almost always. So it's not... It's not like ultra concerning or anything, but you know, uh, it's 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 it it worries me. I guess is what I would say. So the flip side of that pair is Brady Shea, who in his short stint with the Hurricanes has, I think, developed the quick reputation of. I like this guy, you know, he's a great skater. He can make some good plays, and uh, he's physical when he needs to be, and that's great. But man, sometimes I just wonder what is going through his brain. Uh, and to have two guys where you wonder what's going on in their brain at the same time playing, like there's no guy that's going to stay at home. Like I can list you, you know, usually Slavin Hamilton, okay? Slavin's the guy that Dougie can take risks. Jacob's going to be back there. And there's no one I'd rather have defending a two-on-one than Jacob Slavin in the NHL, right? Uh, the second pairing... You've got Shea and Pesci. Okay, so Shea can take the risks he wants. You know that Pesci's going to be smart. He almost always makes the right decisions at the blue line, at the offensive blue line, and stuff like that. He's going to be, he's going to have it handled, right? And then you've got like Flurry Gardner. Um, you know, Gardner might m- be more willing to jump up into the play. Hayden Flurry is going to, uh, you know, stay home more. Even though I think you've seen his offensive side come out, uh, I think he generally makes pretty good decisions. Whether or not he's able to get back in time is, you know, whatever. 
But uh, Flurry, you know, is usually able to kind of hold down the fort back there. So you you lost that and a couple of pairings. I mean, Gardner Pesci, I'm not worried about them. I'm, I'm, I am worried about the amount of minutes that they need, they're going to need Brett Pesci because I do think that um, Brett Pesci is now your best defenseman. And I know that that, you know, people are like, what? Really? Listen, when I say defenseman, I, I am one of the people that judges defensemen on their defense. Wow. What a concept. Uh, the Norris Trophy is bullshit. <laughs> it just is. If you're gonna, or Rename it. Just call it the award for the league's best offensive-minded defenseman. Because, uh, you know, the best defenseman, like, is not who wins that. The best, the best defenseman on the Carolina Hurricanes is Jacob Slavin. Very, very close second is Brett Pesci. Then I would say it would be, uh, you could argue, between Dougie Hamilton and Hayden Flurry, and then you can go down the list from there. Uh, Shea is probably next, then Gardner. Put them in the same boat if you want. Uh, obviously, those guys have different set of skills that translate, but in general, the main goal of a defenseman is to provide defensive coverage. And if you get offense from them, cool. That's how I always think about it. Obviously, in today's day and age, uh, a lot of defensemen are provided or are relied upon to provide offense to their team, which is fine, but you have to be good at defense. And that's why I think Dougie Hamilton was so good last year because he elevated his defensive game. Anyway, not to get off on too much of a tangent, um, Brett Pesci is the best defenseman on this team currently without Jacob Slavin, I think. Um, so you're going to rely on him for a lot of minutes, you know, whether or not Jake Gardner can fill in those minutes who knows how those how i don't i just don't see a clear shutdown pair to me that you can throw out against a a top line consistently and expect amazing results like shay hamilton's gonna struggle against the best i mean think about tampa's first line shay and hamilton are gonna struggle defending them uh gardner pesci jake gardner's gonna struggle defending top lines like it's gonna be you don't without jacob slavin i don't know that you have uh you know, a, a defenseman who can defend top-line players on any of these lines. I think that usually Slavin, you can always count on, obviously, to shut down anyone in the league. I don't care who they are. Like, him against Nathan McKinnon, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Jacob Slavin can handle it. Uh, Brett Pesci's another guy I think can handle any anyone in the league. Um, Dougie Hamilton, usually fine, right? Um, obviously has done it for a while. Like, has his moments, but in general, can handle that top-level Offense coming at him. Um, Hayden Flurry in stretches. I've seen it in stretches. I haven't seen it, but um, you know, as a as a guy, you know, in a top four defensive role, as in handling top six forwards, like I trust him so far. Um, we'll see where that goes. Shea, I don't know that I trust him. You know, I think that he can be, but he makes too many turnovers. Uh, which just, if you're going to turn the puck over to guys like Braden Point, like mm, it, your, your plus minus is going to be pretty low if you do that consistently. Uh, Gardner has been fine, I think, this year. Like, I haven't had really any gripes with Jake Gardner. I think that, um, you know, he's made a few turnovers. Who hasn't, honestly, on the defense right now? Who hasn't? They haven't been the smoothest at getting the puck out of their zone yet in the first three games, but that will come with time, I believe. Uh, Jake, I think, has been fine, so I'm not really that worried about it. Flurry and Bean... I'm not really super worried about either of those guys either. Uh, I just think that maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's the familiarity. Maybe that's what it is. I feel like Flurry could have played up 
Um, and maybe he will, you know. Uh, I don't know how many minutes Rod intends to give Hayden Flurry, but I don't think he'll give Jake Bean a ton of minutes. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but that's that's what the lineup's going to look like. So uh, an interesting an interesting one tonight in Tampa. But I guess it's not in Tampa, right? It's in Raleigh. Uh, against Tampa, I should say. But you got to deal with what you got to deal with. Um, so happy to have Jordan Stahl back. You could see how much his absence meant uh, in that second game against Detroit, I think. You saw a game with Jordan Stahl and without Jordan Stahl, and you were like, huh, with the only guy missing, we looked a lot worse. And the other team had the puck a lot more because we lost a lot of faceoffs. And I think Vincent Trocek is the one who stepped up to fill that gap in with the center depth in the third game against Nashville. And I think that he was a huge reason why the Hurricanes had so much success in the Nashville game. And I won't even say so much success. It wasn't like they destroyed Nashville. I thought it was a pretty even game. If anything, I might give the slight edge to Nashville, uh, but the Hurricanes were able to uh, win because they just have a better team, I think. So there it is. Uh, lucky, lucky, luckily, uh, none of the goalies are on the list because they've been really good. I think that Peter Morozik and James Reimer have been fantastic, and you hope that they can continue to be fantastic. And look... It, it like you know they're gonna have to probably be big because there's a lot of not NHL guys on this list uh, that intends to play against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who you know are kind of unanimously talked about as the best team in the league. So it'll be a real measuring stick for the Hurricanes to see how 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 much can they dig deep and try to pull this one out. Uh, if I'm them, I think realistically, obviously your goal is just win games, like always. You should expect to win games. That's that's the competitive nature you need going in. Realistically, as a fan looking at it from an you know outside of the team bubble, I would say that if you can split this against Tampa with this roster, more power to you. That sounds good to me. Uh, that would be my goal, hoping for the team to split. Um, or better, you know, and maybe you get three points out of it even. Maybe it, maybe you get four. But I think that two out of this uh, two-game series is great, and then you see where you go from there. Unlikely that uh, many of these guys join the roster anytime soon within the next week or so. So we will see when they come back. Uh, the COVID stuff is, you know, it is what it is. It's just something we're going to have to deal with. Um, the other thing that has happened over the past couple days that I wanted to talk about was John Forslund being signed to the uh, be the play-by-play man for the Seattle Kraken. Um, super happy for John Forslund. Uh, anyone who intends to follow the Seattle Kraken or lives in Seattle uh, and is going to get introduced to the NHL like this, man, you could not have a better person for it. Unbelievable. What a... What a what a job to you know secure that role and understanding how important that is in growing a game. John Forslund is the perfect person to grow the game of hockey in an area that um, you know obviously has interest in it, but um, hasn't had a team there before. Like there will be people who have followed hockey, you know, and and maybe were Canucks fans or whatever, you know, somewhere close to Seattle. They followed it. Um, but there will be a lot of casual fans who are like, oh, interested. John Forslund will, will make you a, a hardcore fan. Like, he's just the perfect person for that. I'm very happy for him. I'm happy he found a home. It's upsetting that it won't be with the Hurricanes. Like, honestly, it still feels, I still feel sad every time I think about it. Every time I think about the fact that John Forslund will never be the play-by-play guy for the Carolina Hurricanes again. 
more than likely. Um, you know, it's sad, but we have a great we have a great broadcast team. You know, I you know Mike Menescalco is a, a great guy. Trip Tracy is amazing at his analysis and everything. Um, Abby Labar is great. Shane Willis is great. So uh, we have no you know it's not like we're struggling for talent, but uh, John Forslund is just what can you say? You know, you if he's a measuring stick, nobody's really going to measure up to that. He's just he's the man. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it. But if you're a Seattle Kraken fan or you're going to be, you know, watching games on their home network, you are you are extremely lucky. You have the best play-by-play guy in the biz to call games for you. So, cool. Well, uh, I guess it's the the end here, so it's time to, you know, do this. I haven't done it in a while. Uh, um... E- Yikes. This is off. And this is the part where we would say Off the Rails is sponsored by someone uh, if they did it. So if you want to sponsor Off the Rails, or if you know someone who wants to, uh, send them my way. At Kane's Train Pod on Twitter. Um, you can call 912-289-7882. You can leave a voicemail. You can text it. You can do all that stuff. What I also want to hear from you guys, this is going off on a tangent, even though we just played the music. Uh, I want to hear who you who you're interested in hearing. Uh, you know, come on as a guest to the show. I had Ben Swain last week. You know, we've had all kinds of uh, Raleigh media people around the team. We've had you know Fox Sports Carolina's people around the team, or I guess it's gonna be Bali Sports now, whatever that is. Um, so yeah, who do you want to hear? Let me know. Just shoot me a text nine one two two eight nine seven eight eight two. Don't worry, that's not my personal phone number, but it will come to me. Uh, so today, I got some off-the-reels weirdness for you, and it is an interesting story from, uh, what is this? It's some, I'm, I, don't, I don't even, I can't even give you credit, Metro, Metro UK, alright? So it's uh, English website. The, the headline is, a woman in Canada has been fined for breaking a COVID curfew by walking her husband on a lead, which is like a leash. Um, so she was walking her husband on a leash and the, and she, outside of a a curfew for people being out, um, in Quebec. So let's just, here we go. Let's dive into this story. When stopped by police, she claimed that her partner was in fact a dog, according to local media. I mean, imagine just, just for a second, close your eyes, picture yourself as a, as a police officer, all right, and you have been in, you have been charged with enforcing curfew upon the citizens of this town in Quebec, all right, and it's past eight p.m. or whatever before five a.m. I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was past yeah, it was nine nine p.m. Okay, so you're walking around, and you're like nobody's supposed to be out here, and you see a woman walking. And then you look down and you see that she has her husband. Uh, there's a man. You don't necessarily know it's her husband, but it's a man on a leash. And you go, huh, I wonder if I can pretend I didn't see that and go this way so that, you know, my coworker walks into that one. But instead, what happens is you walk up to the person and you go, um, excuse me, you're violating curfew. Also, why is this person on a leash? 
And the woman replies, this is, this is my dog. And you go, oh, oh, it's going to be one of those. Oh, cool. This lady is saying her husband's a dog. Oh, great. I'm so glad I became a police officer. Hooray me and my life decisions. That's what's going on in your head for sure. Uh, it says on Saturday, Quebec said that people would have to stay indoors between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m., in a bid to halt the spread of coronavirus. However, dog walkers are allowed to be outside during this time in an exception to the rules. It's a weird exception, all right? I guess they're like, you know, whatever. We shouldn't be punishing the dogs. <laughs> That's what it is. People love dogs so much that they're just like, well, don't punish the dogs for the, for the you know, COVID. They didn't do it. Let the dogs get walked. It says police spotted the pair in Sherbrooke around 9 p.m. just after the rules took effect. Both of them were fined fifteen hundred and forty-six Canadian dollars, um, despite claiming they were acting within the rules for pets. I mean, they stuck to that too because this lady was like, "I'm not paying this ticket. This is my dog." And the husband was like, oh, "It doesn't say what he said, but I imagine it went something like, roof. You know, you might as well sell it if you're gonna sell it. Uh, what's going on here? Are these two?" Are these, do these two, hey, do these two people have issues? <laughs> Is that what's going on? Is this like a weird kinky thing that no one wants to get involved with? You know? Is the husband like into that? Is the wife into that? Are they both into it? Who knows? And that's the great thing about this story. We'll never know what the, what happened. Uh, so we can just make up an ending in our head, which is great. That's the best way. To experience strange events is making up the ending in your head, all right? So uh, I don't know what these weirdos were doing, but hey, you can't walk your, your significant other on a leash and, you know, during a curfew. It's not a dog. You can't just say it is and make it so. Unfortunate. But anyway, uh, hopefully that was enough weirdness added to your day. Uh, look, not much has been going on game tonight i'd much rather talk about a game than try to you know speculate what's going to happen in a game so let me just leave you with my prediction i think that uh this game is going to overtime and you know i'm, I'm never going to predict the hurricanes loss so i'm going to say uh three two hurricanes win yay and i think that uh i think that vincent trocek is going to score i think that sebastian aho is going to score and i think that brett pesci is going to score in no particular order. I refuse to predict the order. Uh, there you go. If those things happen, all of them, you all owe me, like, you know, whatever. A hundred bucks, respectively. Because I deserve thousands of dollars for predicting all those things correctly. I just do. Those are the rules. I didn't make it up. Go to DraftKings. Book it. Uh, thanks again to DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. Um... Go check that out, promo code THPN. Thanks so much for listening. Go rate, review on iTunes, Google Play, all that sort of stuff. Follow at Kane's Train Pod. Follow at HockeyPodNet as well. Keep up with all those giveaways. Um, Hurricanes didn't didn't prevail against the Blackhawks in the uh, bracket jersey challenge for the giveaway. So, unfortunate. You guys didn't step up enough. You didn't do it. It's disappointing. I'm a disappointed parent. Um, but, hey, it is what it is. If you're a fan of any of those other teams, go ahead and keep voting. Get entered to win a jersey there uh, on at HockeyPodNet. 
Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday, and we'll have some games to talk about. Woo! Later.